0: Hello everyone and welcome to the AV Project Podcast, the podcast on the crossroad of visual arts and music. I'm your host, Ben Collins. Today we talk with lighting and production designer, Nate Files. Nate has worked with countless iconic names in music, such as Lawrence, Jane's Addiction, Laney, Bob Moses, Andy Grammer, Christina Perry, Anderson Pack, and Rye. Nate offers insight into the process behind designing a stage, lighting different genres of music and giving some advice to small bands or individuals looking to get started in lighting. In the show notes, you'll find photos and videos of Nate's work, as well as some of the renders of his designs for different shows. I encourage you to go follow Nate on social media, which is linked in the show notes as well. As this is one of the first episodes of The AV Project, I'm obliged to give this spiel. If you know of a friend or two who might find this show interesting, make sure to send it to them. This will help us continue to bring in incredible guests such as Nate, I'm really excited about some of the guests we have coming up as well so make sure to follow us on social media and on your favorite podcasting platform without further ado let's get into our conversation with Nate Files thank you for joining us today of course no problem tell me a little bit about your background you went to Cal Arts and majored in lighting design
1: Yeah, so I went to CalArts, which is split into a few schools. So I did the theater school um, with a focus in lighting design, which is very specific. Um, But at that school, obviously, you can do a lot of other things. So so I started there. And then after school, I jumped right into the professional world and and jumped into concerts. Um, So I started with usually in the concert world, you kind of jump on with an artist and stick with that artist for what they do. Or you jump from artist to artist. So I jumped on with an artist called Christina Perry, um, who did some like pop ballads um, kind of style, which was a great first opportunity because right off the bat, we did um, some opening acts with uh, Demi Lovato and One Republic and Ed Sheeran. And we did some headlining shows for her. So it was a great person to jump on with. And, and I mean, that that group people are still we're all still really close. And it's it was an amazing opportunity. Yeah, so from there, I did Christina Perry, and then I went on to do other concerts and other tons of other types of shows. But I did concerts for um, Jay's Addiction and Laney and Bob Moses. I did Andy Grammer last year. I did some Anderson Pack. Um, and I just finished Lawrence, which is a band out of New York.
0: Yeah, so we were kind of talking about Lawrence before. Um, could you tell me a little bit about how you got started with Lawrence? Yeah, this, this one's kind of
1: unique. Um, I mean, most most ways you get jobs in this industry, it's a very small industry. Everyone knows each other. It's all about networking. It's all about friends hearing of an opening or knowing an opening or working on a show and knowing they need someone. So it's usually you get a call, can you do this show? But Lawrence was a little different in that I had reached out to them and said, hey, I know you're not becoming band. If you ever need anyone for lighting or design to do a show just let me know and um they were doing this tour this this spring and we were in touch and they said you know we can't probably can't do the whole thing but if you want to do new york and la we can make that happen so we um uh, we talked for a while and, and we made the la show happen which was a, it was such a fun fun show fun opportunity and just really really cool
0: yeah and um so tell me a little bit of the background behind um, what you're going for. So when you kind of start on a show like Lawrence, how do you start off um, Do you start start off doing some research and some talking with artists or how does that happen?
1: Yeah, this one this one also kind of different um, just because of the way I got the show. So with Lawrence, I kind of started off as a fan of the music, which you know you're not always a fan of the music, but luckily, their music's great um and so i kind of did some research on their background and learned a little about them and kind of developed what i thought their style would be so i did a lot of research on you know what i would do to make their show unique to them um and from there i came up with a design and i came up with some digital renderings and some concepts and put together a presentation and sent that over to them and they really liked that so from there it's it's a whole back and forth between me the lighting company who's giving us the lights and then what I can get from them and then a budget with the tour manager. So it's back and forth for a long time,
0: all the way up until the show. And then it all comes together. Hopefully it all comes together. When you were doing your research in the background, you kind of had idea of what their style was going to be. What was in your mind as to what you wanted to do?
1: Yeah, so they're they're a real fun group. Um, It's really high energy, fun music. They're they're still a newer band. They they all are friends who all went to school together, Um, so they used to play college shows together in in college. Um, From there, they all now pretty much are the band full time um, in New York, and they're all from the New York area. So I knew it had to kind of be that identity of a New York band um with that being the core all their music videos i i look at music videos i look at album covers i look at instagrams when i'm doing research so looking at all their music videos i'm seeing you know the setting of every video is new york um the other setting i saw was their when the last big album they released was called living room and um and their first big hit was called Do You Want to Do uh, Nothing With Me, which the video took place in their living room. So I knew I had to go with that kind of home living room, hang out with friends kind of vibe. Um, so com- I, the design I ended up with was combining, you know, the New York and the staying at home and in, in your apartment kind of vibe. Um and the show is, if the show, them doing the show feels like hanging out with a bunch of friends in a living room. So um, it was all about, you know, emphasizing that and making that work.
0: Yeah. How'd you, how'd you make that happen? What what elements did you bring on stage or what what lighting elements did you use to to make that work?
1: Yeah, so I, I kind of split it into three elements. The first to be a few of them being New York. Um, The first one was these stoplights is what I called them. They were just a pole with three, you know, moving lights on them. Um, And there's points in the show where I'd make those moving lights look like a stoplight. So red, green, yellow. Um, But then most of the show, they were just doing, you know, what regular lights would do, colors and flashing and moving. Um, So that was the stoplights. And then the, the second piece of New York that I added in was neon. The original concept was to like put neon piping around you know the bass amp and on the keyboard and the drum riser and the the stop lights but um and it ended up because we were only doing one show we used like a rental product so we had these neon tubes that we could scatter around the stage and that was really easy and another kind of piece to add into sparkle and then the part um that was my favorite was how do we bring the living room into the whole show so we actually the the week before the show, I went out to Ikea and a couple of thrift stores and I bought a bunch of lamps. I think we had like a dozen or so lamps of different sizes and different shades and styles. And those were scattered across the stage. And we also lit those with the colored lights so we could make them light up like a regular lamp, but then make colors on top of that and have all the individual control of each of the lamps. So that was kind of trying to tie in, you know, the homey living room the idea that like every band member would bring a lamp with them to the show kind of thing.
0: Oh, awesome. So you had the band members actually bring their own lamps.
1: I, I didn't. I, cause they were flying in from New York and I was in LA, but that was the idea. And we're supposed to do a New York show this fall. So, um, you know, I don't want to fly
0: across the country with a dozen lamps. So maybe I can recruit them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That would be difficult to get all those through baggage and checking. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so when you're working on a show like this, what were some of the challenges that that you faced and, um, yeah, like either live or in the design and the, um, rendering and everything.
1: Yeah. So with Lawrence, they, they're great. I mean, they're so easy to work with. They're so open to all the ideas. They totally, they, they were with me from the beginning. so the only, the only real challenge with Lawrence was, um, budget because they're a smaller band because there's they're a big band so you know money is money is tough to come by but we kind of did the best we could we we got all the elements there we we made it work they were really reasonable about like you know we understand that um that this is a one-off so we were only doing one show so they wanted to go big into it and i think it paid off it really it made a difference um and and Even better, we did one show, and once you've done all the work on that one show, once you've queued the show and you've created the whole show file to work off of, we can now take that and put it on other shows. So if they have this big festival they're doing, we can take that design and we can easily implement it again without all that background work. We know exactly what we need to make that happen, which is, I mean, which is definitely very helpful. Um, So it, it was kind of a different. A different challenge in this one in other shows there's going to be other challenges a lot a lot of artistic challenges happen um there's a lot of artists who either internally in a band they're going to fight each other or maybe they're going to have creative differences there's other i've worked with another artist who um they they didn't know exactly they they had seen a concert and they knew they wanted that concert but they didn't know why they wanted that concert so they were basically describing this other show to us. And at some point, you know, me and the person, the other designer I was working with, we turned to each other and we said, we're just going to copy what this other person did because that's just what they want. Mm-hmm. And, and it ended up being we would copy that. They didn't like it. So we were able to change it to what we wanted. But it's just it's a lot of it's like deciphering what the artist wants or even if the artist wants that, a lot of times it's coming through someone else and there's all the politics involved. So unfortunately, like the job of a designer is a lot of politics.
0: Yeah. Do you find that you the the initial vision that you've had for something kind of gets changed as you go along?
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's definitely, it's definitely a give and take. And, and on any show I do, there's always at least like that one thing I'm excited about. And I make it happen. <laughs> and so, you know, at the end of the day, I always have that one thing that I'm going to be happy about. If it's, if I do like one silly, you know, light hit on a on a musical accent, like that's my win for the day that's going in and everything else can be whatever.
0: Yeah. It's the little wins that keep, keep it going. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, and then talking about kind of the artists having their own ideas, um, and working with pre-existing designs you worked on jane's addiction um on their tour um could you tell me a little bit about the background behind how that came about
1: yeah absolutely that one was very interesting so i worked with a couple designers and, and one of them had designed jane's addiction the year before and they needed someone new to step in just to take it out for a little while so i jumped in and and said sure yeah i'm not doing anything for next month so i took that one out which is very different. So Jane's Addiction is an older rock band. Uh, Perry Farrell is the lead man. He started Lollapalooza and um, Dave Navarro is the guitarist. He was once in Red Hot Chili Peppers. So it's, it's definitely like the old, old school rock and roll kind of vibe um, which is a little different than I'm used to, but easily could step up into. But because it was such a last minute call and the design had been done the year before. So we were, I was just kind of handed gear and not necessarily knowing all the music and not having a lot of time to review the music. It was a very different show in that I was just kind of winging it the whole time as best as I could. So I was, I, I set up the show in a totally different way in that um, I'm just going with it. I I knew certain songs were certain style of of music. I knew certain songs were going to have certain colors, but other than that, like I was just going to, you know, be another person at the concert,
0: just pressing buttons to turn on lights. Mm-hmm. And how important is it to know the music? If you're put in a situation like that and you don't really know the music or, if, or if, for example, the, the band kind of changes a set list halfway through the show or something like that. Does that throw a wrench in what you do or can you kind of adapt and manage it?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, so when I did Lawrence, um, I knew the music really well because I had been a fan of theirs and listened to it for a while. When I did Jane's Addiction, that was uh I didn't know the music, I knew I knew one song and that was the theme to Entourage, and they ended up not even playing that in any of the shows. Um so I ended up putting a Spotify playlist together of the songs that they would have probably played, and then I would just listen to that on repeat, you know, the whole time. Um so that when the show happened, I didn't necessarily know every beat of the music, but I knew kind of where the song was gonna go and and kind of got the idea of the song, but it helps that at least I, I'm not going to call myself a musician, but I have some musicality and that I can kind of know where a song's going to go or what's going to happen in a song. And, and knowing song structure is really important. Um, so I, I, I can't go all the way, but you know, it I can definitely hold my own.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, when to be there for the right moments and when to cue the lights.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. And, and then so, Oh go ahead.
1: All that really matters is the beginning and the ending of a show. That's the only thing people remember.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's true. In the middle, they just get all lost in it. Yeah,
1: you, you can mess up in the middle and they'll they'll forget it. They'll forgive you.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so Lawrence's show had a very de- like um, defined style, and you were able to kind of play around with all those different lights and um, stage fixtures. How was the Jane's Addiction show any different if it was? Yeah. So
1: it was, um, the design for that was very different. It was like, it was big, it's big and rock and bold. Um, we had four carts upstage that had a screen on the front of them. So they looked like a combination of like a guitar amp slash like a kabuki paper frame. Um, and we had lights in, in behind those that could shine through them. And we had lights on top of these platforms. Um, and there were dancers, uh, the The lead singer, Perry, his wife was one of the dancers. And then there were two additional dancers. So they would dance provocatively through the show. So they would be on top of these platforms and throughout the whole thing. Um, and it is, it is very hard hitting rock. Um, so Lawrence was all about the accents. It's about the little things. It's and that that music's very piano keys driven jane's addiction was very rock heavy driven so guitar a lot of distorted guitar perry has very distinct vocals so it was all emphasizing his vocals as well um and then the end of that show for the finale they hung two girls by hooks through the back of their skin like the skin on their back so it was a very different show to end it
0: yeah (laughs) yeah wow Um, when you said emphasizing the lyrics, how do you emphasize different, um, different instruments and different, uh, different parts of the songs?
1: Yeah, with lyrics, it's, it's not so much like following along with the lyrics, but actually it's Perry and the lead singer of Lawrence Gracie, very similar in that they do a lot of holds, um, at the end of a song or you know a lot of key changes that you want to emphasize so it's it's just like big big moves in in the uh in the lyrics so it's yeah Perry does a lot of holds vocal holds and so you kind of
0: want to emphasize that basically mhm and when you're playing uh when you're on James addiction with Perry and he's doing those holds um and you're behind the the lighting board how do you what do you do to when that happens to emphasize it.
1: Yeah. I mean, a hold's going to start off with the initial note and then it kind of grows. So I, I knew after a show or two where those would be. So I would prepare that and it basically be, I I'd copy it with a light and I have a light come on when he starts his hold and then have that grow as, as it grows and then it usually stops really suddenly. So be prepared to take that light out really suddenly. Um, which definitely with every artist, it's going to be a little different. So, you know, you have to get used to the artist. but you know, I was, at, at the end of the Jane shows, I was able to figure out those holds and copy, copy him.
0: Yeah. Have you ever had a show that's been so unpredictable or uh, artist that's been so unpredictable in their concerts that you've had trouble staying with them?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. So I did, um, I think the biggest show for that was I did Anderson pack, um, long while ago when he was before before he blew up, um but he does rap, which is not my forte um so it's definitely a very different show to try and figure out and try and light. He's also a little different because it's not just just rap on a track like most people he has a full band behind him and he even plays drums in the show, so it was like it was a lot to try and take in for just one show, especially not knowing his music at all um not knowing what he's going to do. So it was, it was very different to follow. And then I do other bands. I did Andy Grammar last year and that is a hundred percent. He sticks to the tracks. They actually do time code. So I don't even need to press a lot of buttons during the show. I just need to follow along and turn on the, the audience lights when he talks to the audience. But that is there. They have click in their ears. They have a metronome in their ears. So they are, on doing the same thing to the same track every night so it's very very different
0: yeah do you do you enjoy that variation in style do you, like if you were just doing only time code would you would you not enjoy what you do as much i guess
1: yeah i mean t- time code's fun and there's definitely you can make fun shows out of it um personally for me i like a show like lawrence where i know the music i know exactly what hits i can take and how it can emphasize the music, but it's, it, it, and it all depends on the show. I mean, if it's a show like Lawrence time code would take away from that because it would take away that live energy yeah. that the band carries. If it's a show like Andy Grammer, time code helps because, you know, those songs are so recognizable that you want them to be, you know, ex-
0: not exactly, but just
1: what you know from, from his albums.
0: Mm hmm. Yeah, and so based on these different genres, are there different, um, like does timecode work better for certain genres, do you find, or does it kind of fully depend on the artist?
1: It totally, it depends on the artist, but it is kind of categorized in genres. Um, Mostly pop is going to be timecode, and then from there, there's some exceptions. And timecode isn't always, it is always a bad thing. I know there's a lot of bands who do timecode in that A lot of songs are time-coded, but they still leave open pockets for when they are doing solos or other things, and not every song is time-coded or anything like that. So it's definitely flexible. I mean, if if a band is using backing tracks, if they're using background sounds and adding in vocals with tracks, and if they're playing
0: to a track, we just add time-code in there anyway because it's going to be there anyway. So do you have any tips for people who are looking to get into lighting and production design or bands who are trying to spice up their diy concerts
1: for getting into lighting i'd say um just have fun with it you know don't be above anything i've done so many shows where it's just going in and throwing some lights up or helping out a friend throw lights on a band or going back home to my hometown and you know, doing lights at a at a middle school concert or a middle school band or dance or something—it's it's just having fun with it, and it's as long as you have like that passion. Hopefully, it translates to everything else. And for bands who are looking to get lighting for their show, um, you know, there's there's a point where you can start to get lighting. I think um, if you're still a smaller band, it's it's not impossible, but it's I don't think it's what every band should focus on once you do get to the point where you can use lighting and utilize it and it'll definitely help your show, um, then just find someone who you like, who you can work with, who you trust and, and make it a collaboration. Cause that's kind of the the whole point of it is, you know, finding someone with an expertise. And in the end, you know, it's all about the audience and their experience and what they're going to get from the show. Um, and that's in the end of the day, like, that's, that's what matters. Like, I think it was, Bruce Springsteen um, would talk about, you know, they're doing the concert for that person all the way in the back and the nose bleeds. Because it might be their first concert, it might be their last concert, but just make it their best concert.